are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Tuesday show for you. We're going to talk about Bachelor Joey's season underway starting tonight, seemingly. We'll tell you why. We finally now know what ABC is doing with their Monday night schedule. There was an incident in sports over the weekend that pertains to what goes on on social media for these reality shows that I want to link to. And then I'm going to answer a reader email for you. We'll get to all that momentarily. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash Grocery Delivery. You can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you get grocery delivery that actually delivers, too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. So sit back, enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. You want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DAS Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Now, you know me. Remember when I was all laid up last August through December of last year because I had torn my Achilles and I wasn't moving very much? The amount of times... I had DoorDash deliver my groceries I lost track of, and it was so easy and so convenient. Now, granted, for me, I had to then load them into the little basket on my scooter, but it still worked, and it couldn't have been any easier to do. So what you guys can do is I'm going to be able to get you 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code REALITYSTEVE at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code REALITYSTEVE. Don't forget, that's promo code REALITYSTEVE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, let's start off with this. I didn't even bring this up in the open, totally blanked on it, forgot to put it in my notes, but it became official yesterday, Michael and Danielle. Michael announced his breakup with Danielle on Jason Tardick's podcast. I don't think this should be a surprise to anybody. This has been the most talked about thing, the most thing, the thing I've been emailed about the most since probably July when both of them just stopped posting about the other person after months of doing so. Nobody really knows exactly what the reasoning is. I don't think Michael even hinted at it on Jason's podcast. He just said uh, they are no longer together. And this was the first time it has been publicly mentioned by either of them that they are officially broken up. We've kind of known this is this was coming. We just didn't know when. But in terms of who broke it off with who, what's the real reason, Like I don't know, and honestly, I don't care. It's just not any of my business um, what these two, why it didn't work out between these two. It sucks that it didn't. All breakups suck. It's no fun, especially when you have a public breakup. So I feel for both of them. Hopefully they can both move on, uh, find their respective person later on in life, and, you know, both be happy. And that's really what you want out of all this. So, again, I, I feel like a broken record saying this, but I feel like I have to because I've already seen comments on both of their Instagram pages of people just being nosy. It's like, look, get a life. Stop. 
leave them alone. They broke up. They don't need your comments in their captions on their Instagram pages. Just let it go. If you want to say something, just say, sorry, hope things get better. Just keep it so basic. You don't have to give your opinion. Well, Steve, it's a free country. We can all use our opinion. Yeah, it is. And you're not going to be thrown in jail for it. But maybe sometimes nobody cares what your opinion is. And I guarantee you, Danielle and Michael sure don't. So just let it go. If you want to say sorry that you guys broke up, hoping for the best for both of you, that is totally fine. But saying like, oh, she did all this for him and just giving your speculation when you know absolutely nothing, it's pointless. Let it go. Them breaking up should have no bearing on your life whatsoever. Even if they were your favorite couple in Bachelor Nation. When you found out yesterday, if you were in denial for the last two months that they weren't together, and then finally it is official yesterday when Michael goes on Jason's podcast and says they are, even if they were your favorite couple in the history of this franchise, maybe you can be bothered by it for a few hours, maybe 24 hours, shit, maybe even 48 hours. But this should not affect your life in any way, shape, or form. It just shouldn't. Go on, live your life. Michael will be fine. Danielle will be fine. Let's leave it at that. Stay off their Instagram pages. Stay off throwing in your two cents about why you think they didn't work. Great. Nobody cares. Now, the other news from yesterday is ABC decided that, hey, we're going to change things up. And remember how back in July, the initial plan was, all right, Monday nights, we're going to have the Golden Bachelor for one hour and Dance with the Stars for two hours. And then we're going to have Bachelor in Paradise on Tuesday nights. Then they just said, you know what? We're going to let Bachelor Nation take over Thursday nights and we're going to have the Golden Bachelor for an hour followed by two hours of Bachelor in Paradise. And then last week we found out, well, Dance with the Stars is moving to Tuesdays and it's going to be on Tuesdays every week. So everyone was like, well, what is ABC doing? With, you know, Monday nights, Uh, exactly what exactly what exactly is happening? Well, ABC said yesterday what they're going to do is they're basically just going to simulcast Monday night football and it's going to be on ESPN and ABC for 10 different weeks this season. So this uh, last night we had two games on one on, on ABC, one on ESPN. Next week, same thing, one on ABC, one on ESPN. And that's week three. Then weeks four through ten, the game is going to be on ESPN and ABC. Just one game, but it's going to be simulcast on both. So you'll be able to watch on either channel. Then in weeks 12, 13, and 15, same exact thing. Um, ABC was already scheduled in week 11 to air the Super Bowl rematch between the Eagles and Chiefs. And week 14 is also going to have a doubleheader as well as next week. So basically... From weeks 4 through 14, you are getting a game on ABC, whether it's a game that's also being broadcast on ESPN or a double game. Looks like the double games are last night, next Monday, and then week 14 is another doubleheader. And then in between all those up to week 14, it's just going to be whatever's on ESPN is also going to air on ABC. And that's it makes sense because ABC doesn't have any scripted programming that they can add to Monday night, so might as well do the number one sport and the number one watch television show in all of America every single week. And that's NFL football. So it makes sense to play it on your network channel because you don't have to, you have no scripted shows 
to air there. So we've got that answer. Now, the other thing we found out yesterday, and I found this out through the sports, just you know, knowing sports and looking forward to this weekend of college football because there's seven top 25 matchups. Jesse Palmer is calling the Colorado-Oregon game in Autzen Stadium up in Oregon this Saturday. Well, if Jesse Palmer is in Oregon on Saturday, even if it's Saturday afternoon, that means he has no bachelor duties that day. Well, that also means that there's no way there can be a rose ceremony on Saturday. And now we know that there are public dates that are open to the public. I tweeted it out yesterday. You can check it out. But there's going to be public dates on, let's see, which days? It's going to be this Thursday. Uh, Monday, September 25th, and Wednesday the 27th. So this Thursday, next Monday, and next Wednesday. So this Thursday, well, (laughs) if we know that there's not a rose ceremony on Saturday and we know that there's a public date on Thursday, just doing the math and kind of backtracking, that means that Joey's season begins filming tonight. Tonight will be the limo entrances and rose ceremony number one. Wednesday will be an off day, and then you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday are dates. Sunday, rose ceremony number two. Because rose ceremony we know isn't Saturday because Jesse's broadcasting a game up in Oregon. And it wouldn't be Friday night because show would have had to have started already filming and it didn't. So that means Tuesday, tonight, first limo entrances, first rose ceremony, off day tomorrow. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday are dates. Sunday, rose ceremony. Because when they're in L.A., they do not take breaks in between uh, date uh, dates and it's just and then if Sunday's the rose ceremony that means the following Monday is going to be a date and we know that that we already know that Monday the 25th is a date a public date because that was on the email that was sent out yesterday and they're promoting on the bachelor Instagram page and then Wednesday as well so it looks like episode two the first date of the season is going to be a public date. It says midday, late evening, exact time to be announced in the Simi Valley area. Monday the 25th, late afternoon, exact time to be announced. It's going to be in the Moore Park area. And then Wednesday the 27th, late afternoon, exact time to be announced, Malibu area. So that's all you need to do. If you're interested, go check out my tweet from yesterday or my Instagram story. Hopefully it's still up. If not, uh, you need to send an email to info at bachelornationaudience.com. That's info at bachelornationaudience.com. You give your first and last name, your email, and which date you're requesting tickets for. So if you're interested in going to that, check that out. Whether or not I'm going to have information, you know, immediately after tonight's opening night, I highly doubt it. You know, it takes a few days. It takes a week or two for things to start flowing in. I just never know. Every season is different. Every season is different unto itself. Just because I got information about something right away on one season doesn't mean the very next season it's going to be the same thing so just keep it on my social medias on my twitter account my instagram account and listen to my podcast every day because anything that i have i'm going to put on my instagram account and if it's if it's a bunch of pictures and stuff i'll be putting that on social media as well but anything i hear clearly about joey's season while it's filming i will let you know in real time because that's what we do every season So here's a story I want to talk about in regards to this kind of overlays into reality TV and things that we've talked about in the past in regards to kind of what I just said about Danielle and uh, Michael, not necessarily the severity of it, 
but just how people act on social media. This has to do with sports from this past Saturday. If you saw the Colorado State-Colorado game, you know that Colorado State defensive back Henry Blackburn kind of had a late hit on Travis Hunter, the two-way player for the uh, Colorado Buffaloes. And Travis Hunter is going to be out three or four weeks. Well, apparently threats have been made against him and his family after the game. His cell phone number of himself and his mother were published on the Internet. His campus address and the family's home address also got published on the Internet. And it's like, once again, I feel again like a broken record that a fact that I even have to preach this is it's fandom is completely out of control nowadays. It's why I say social media, while it is the greatest invention ever, one of the greatest inventions ever, it's also one of the worst. And this is the reason why. With social media, there is a lot of good that can come from it. The information that you can gather, um, just getting your news sources from social media, the fact that you can interact with people that you never could really interact with in the past, the access you have to people can be a good and a bad thing. But this is the dark side of the internet to actually think that you were so upset. Yes, it was a late hit and Travis Hunter is now injured and out for three or four games. It sucks, but it's also a violent sport. This is football hits happen all the time where people get injured. You know, that doesn't mean you need to go posting some guy's phone number and his mother's phone number and both their home addresses on the internet the hell is wrong with you people? I'm assuming this is Colorado Buffalo fans. Who else would do this? You won the game. Shouldn't that be enough of a scoreboard to tell those people to shut up? It's like, great, you hit our guy late. He's out for three or four games. You suck. We hate you, but we won the game, so screw you. No, you have to pour salt on the wound by posting his fucking phone number and his home address and his mother's. Get a grip, people. Come on. It's not that serious. Travis Hunter is going to come back and play. It was a personal foul. Do you know how many personal fouls Colorado State had in the game on Saturday night? 11. I've never seen anything like it in the history of college football. In the history of football. I've never seen a team get 11 personal fouls. So, yes, did they play extra dirty? Certainly seemed like it. But it is way, way, way too much for you guys to jump to what you did and post phone numbers and home addresses. Same thing goes for anybody that you see on reality TV. And I don't really see a lot of reality TV contestants, Bachelor Nation people getting their phone numbers and addresses exposed, but it's is it any worse than to send them a death threat and tell them how horrible of a person you think they are and you hope they die or you hope they commit suicide? Because you didn't like how they acted on an, el- an edited television show? Same to me. I, they're both completely uncalled for. But, you know, I can say it till I'm blue in the face. It sucks. It happens. We know this always goes on. And every time it goes on, all I can do is say, get a hold of yourself, people, and stop with this behavior and stop exposing people on social media their phone numbers, their addresses, sending them death threats, sending them just vile and just disgusting messages. You know, it's like, come on, people. Ugh, so, so disappointing, but not surprising. And let's just end today's 
uh, podcast with an email uh, I got from a reader that's got a few questions in it that I'm sure you're all interested in. This email says, I only watched season one of Dance with the Stars and cheered for Kelly Monaco as the judges seemed unfairly harsh towards her. Like me, were you surprised that her win didn't elevate her to stardom? No, only because it was the first season of Dancing with the Stars and nobody in America really knew if this was even going to be a hit or not. So I don't know how many people were watching it back then. I know it did decent when it was on back in whatever, what, 06, 05. I don't remember when the show started, but I, I it just wasn't a hit show back then because she was on the very first season. And... You know, she was still on. She was a major soap opera star at the time. I didn't. I, I guess that's the route that she's continued on, right? Next thing they asked was, how could Julie Chen see sore loser Izzy shove Cameron away from her and not ask why she dislikes the guy so much? It would have been nice to ask that because I think a lot of people who don't watch the live feeds and don't follow along on what's happening on Twitter on the live feed recaps have any idea. This next one was wasn't the wall competition wouldn't the wall competition have made more sense if Josh hosted it? Josh gets enough TV time as it is. For him just to come in and voice all that stuff about the meatball and the wall competition, I, I mean, I guess you could have brought him in to host it. I don't think it would have changed anything, but this show is so hokey and silly and stupid. Like, they said they were getting hit with meatballs. There wasn't anything meatball about it. It was just a foam wrecking ball doused in red paint. That wasn't even a meat. If they would have, like, thrown meatballs at them, that would have made more sense. It's a foam ball and paint. Yeah, it's just. (laughs) The two-hour episode was just an endless promo for buddy games. In the past, they would do a contest like this by having two people compete, and the winner would pick the next pair. It gets tedious. I'm not sure if it was his hearing impairment or lack of game knowledge that the winner gets a punishment and trades it for a prize or the veto, but I believe Matt thought he was going to hang out with Josh Demel, so he knowingly kept a punishment. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Matt absolutely thought he was hanging out with Josh Demel. That's why he kept it. He had no idea. That's why everyone else was telling him at the time, like, hey, you you don't do this. This is a classic punishment. And you're not understanding it. Next question was, have you read or seen anything that explains the general dislike of Cameron or whether Blue and Jared are still having sex? The the the, the, um, the Cameron stuff that I read, I apparently he was just very uh, arrogant and cocky in the house and also apparently made a lot of misogynistic comments a la Jared. And... That's what I've heard. I can't confirm that because I haven't followed it, but I thought that's what I read, that he just had an air about him that, which is surprising for a guy who, isn't he a single father with a daughter? Uh, Probably not the greatest example that he's setting if he's going around the house with misogynistic views. I've seen the Jared stuff on TikTok. I've seen what he has said. As for whether Blue and Jared are still having sex, that I don't know because, like I said, I'm trying to avoid all that stuff. But Cameron, I heard just not nice towards the women and kind of an asshole. That's what I've heard. A start time of 1030, which is actually later than due, later than that due to football. Yes, it was, especially on Sunday night, because when I turned it on at 930, Yellowstone still had two more commercial breaks. So I don't think it came on till about 945, 950 central time. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, this email goes on to say, just sucks. It means I can't listen to the daily podcast until I see the show on Monday. Hey, that's fine. Um, I just, you know, if, if it, it, I mean, if it, if, if it's that big of a deal to you, by all means, you don't need to listen to the podcast on Monday. It's okay. Uh, but Sunday night is just who won veto on Thursday. If it's not shown live, which I believe there's only been one this season, right? Where they showed the veto on Thursday night. Obviously, we see it on Sunday's episode, but where the actual, not veto, uh, the head of household, where the head of household competition was actually completed on Thursday night. And we as the viewers knew who got it. I believe that's only happened once this season, which is kind of bizarre. And so, yeah, that's what you're seeing on Sunday night and who gets put up uh, for nomination. So, I get it. I it is really. I mean, that's a late. I, I I'm I've never. I don't think I've ever heard of many hour shows, one hour shows. Now, Amazing Race is going to start at uh, nine thirty Eastern time next week when it premieres because it's running for ninety minutes. Survivor is going to go from uh, eight to nine thirty Eastern time and then. Amazing Race from 9.30 to 11. But that's a 90-minute show. I've never heard of an hour show going and starting at 30 past the hour. Just weird. And so it starts at 9.30 Central Time, which means that means it's in the Pacific Time Zone. That is 7.30. So... (laughs) Let's just say it starts on time. Last On Sunday night, it didn't because the football game ran over. But let's say CBS does not have the afternoon game, and it starts at 7.30 our time, my time, uh, 9.30 Central time, which means 7.30 Pacific. So that may, But it's starting at 9.30 Central time, but it's also coming on at 8 Pacific time. So when the Central time zone and the Eastern time zone are 30 minutes into the episode – that's when it's starting for the Pacific time zone. It's just so wonky. You just don't see this in television scheduling. Maybe I'm the only one that cares about this, but trust me, that is a very weird thing to do because usually, like take, for example, The Bachelor. The Bachelor franchise airs at 8, 7 central. So from central time for me, it's on from 7 to 9 on Monday nights, which means... It is over for an hour before the Pacific time zone even starts to watch Bachelor. That's why this is so weird. We're 30 minutes into the episode on Sunday nights now, and that's when it'll start for the Pacific time zone. So weird. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. As I said, follow me on social media. And keep listening to the Daily Roundup. Anytime I get information on Joey's season, I will pass it along. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now if you want to check that out. Again, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.